We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hi, this is Father Tom Burke of the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh, and welcome to Catholic Education Plus on KDK Radio. This show spotlights the important work of Catholic education in our Catholic schools and parish faith formation programs. Catholic Education Plus is brought to you by the generous supporters of Catholic education, including Sam and Judy Spanos and the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh in southwestern Pennsylvania. And one of the best ways to judge the success of a school is by the lives and achievements of alumni. And this morning, we are happy to speak to two graduates of St. Philip's School in Crafton, Chucky Rakowski and Maggie Leone. Chucky and Maggie, good morning and welcome this morning to Catholic Education Plus. Thank you. And St. Philip's uh, has been around since 1915, and the Sisters of Charity have had a long-time commitment there and longtime principal, Sister Jerry Meyer. 320 students are, uh, were enrolled at St. Philip's this past year, and they really benefit from the programs. And we're gonna talk a little bit about, about the ANGEL program and Catholic education as a, a whole. But Chucky, uh, you attended St. Philip's uh, seventh and eighth grade, and you just graduated from Bishop Canavan, mm-hmm. so congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, this coming fall, you'll be heading up to Cleveland, right, to yeah. Case Western. So congratulations on that. Thank you. And when you were growing up, uh, you first attended Bishop Leonard, and then it merged with Bishop Leonard and St. Mary of the Mount. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the seventh grade, you transferred to St. Philip's. That had to be a kind of stressful to go from three different schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's reflect on your transfer from... Bishop Leonard, St. Mary of the Mount, to St. Philip's, and how did you get through with 7th and 8th grade? Yeah, okay. So I'd already been through one transfer from my first to second school, and that was easy. All mm-hmm. the same kids went with me. We were merging, so I wasn't really stressed. But coming into St. Philip, I did have some connections. I knew some kids previously at the school, but they were in other grades, so I was I was pretty nervous about coming into my grade. But um, those nerves were, pre- were quickly dismissed. when I, I had my shadow day at St. Philip before I actually came there for the start of the year, and from the first shadow day, just everyone was so nice to me. Everyone in my class, those kids who I met on that first shadow day are still the kids who've been my best friends in high school. That's awesome. I guarantee man. you, in the first week of school, I felt like one of, one of their longtime friends. And then even the teachers. Um, I thought coming to St. Philip, the teachers did a great job of welcoming me. I really felt like they were all really happy I was there. That was one of the best emotions I got from them. <laughs> and... Um, it was just such a smooth transition. I never felt like they were assuming I knew a ton about the school. I never felt like they were alienating me for not knowing enough. I, it, it was a great transition to St. Philip. So with the transition from St. Uh, Bishop Leonard to Bishop Leonard, St. Mary of the Mount, then to St. Philip, your parents were really devoted for having you to get a Catholic education, yeah. right? Yeah, they definitely were. Um, my faith's always been a big part of my family life. I've every, pretty much every kid in my family has gone and gotten a Catholic school education. Um, they were. They really wanted me to have that Catholic school education, especially for the last two years. We didn't even consider any um, non-Catholic. An option, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I never thought about that. And then you went on from St. Philip's to Bishop Canavan. Yes. And, uh, four years of that. Now, 
uh, you're ready to go out to Cleveland to yeah. Case Western. So, yeah. so the morals, the values, the foundation really has built that solid. Yeah, definitely. And you're from my home parish, Holy Apostles yeah. in South Pittsburgh. So what a great, and how St. John Vianney Parish came together with mm-hmm. St. Basil and Carrick, St. Norbert mm-hmm. in Oberbrook, my yeah. uh, home parish, St. Wendelin and Carrick and St. Albert the Great are now part of uh, Holy Apostles. So, Now, Maggie, you attended St. Philip's School from pre-K through eighth grade. So yes. you're kind of like, I call it a lifer, yes. right? From the little <laughs> one all the way up to uh, graduating in 2013. And then you went on to Oakland Catholic. And then you just completed your first year at Boston University where you're studying photojournalism. Yes. So that sounds like a really good uh, thing. You said you got a good start at St. Philip's. How yes. did St. Philip's prepare you for Oakland Catholic and then now for Boston University? St. Philip was a great place to get an education. Um, even as a little kid, I just felt like I had a solid foundation. It was a really good learning environment. The teachers were all great. The kids were – it was just a really great place to learn and to grow. Um, I felt when I was going into high school that I had a solid intellectual base as well as a faith-filled base, and it was just a really nice feeling to be totally comfortable in everything that I had learned at St. Philip, and it made me totally prepared for high school, which was awesome. So going from St. Philip's to Oakland Catholic, was that like an easy transition for you? I would say so. A lot bigger, but Mm -hmm. uh, the the foundation was there. Right. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, At St. Philip, there were plenty of things to be involved in and stay motivated, um, and the Angel Way program was definitely one of those. And let's talk about the Angel Way program. Uh, Angel Way uh, Virtues program, and Angel stands for Achieving Natural Goodness in Everyday Life. A-N-G-E-L. I like that. Achieving Natural Goodness in Everyday Life. And students learn 12 Christian virtues over a period of three years, and they repeat the cycle. And I'm going to test you real quick, Maggie. <laughs> what are those 12 virtues? They are self-discipline, generosity, responsibility, friendship, stewardship, courage, perseverance, honesty, loyalty, holiness, work, and respect. It sounds like your basic life skills, right? And how have they affected you in your life? Well, they were introduced to us as young students, and most of them, you know, we learned them when we were little, so it was sort of like the first time we saw those words. And when we learned the definitions of them, we also practiced them and learned them in a way that they just sort of became ingrained in us and stuck with us as we grew. So as I reached middle school and high school, I noticed them just sort of always in the background and always there to lean back on and think, am I doing the right thing? Is what's the best way to, you know, follow out this or live out this situation? So it's like ingrained in you. It's something that you think about Mm -hmm. on a regular basis. And Chucky, uh, what does the angel way mean to you? And, and how have those virtues stayed with you uh, from Canavan and now hopefully as you move on to college. Yeah, I think um, there's so much to be said for just the structure of having these 12 virtues. Um, when I went to my previous schools before St. Philip, there was a more overarching like theme of holiness, but we didn't set it out like this. So when I came to St. Philip's and I saw these different virtues and they weren't they were, they were very practical. You know, it's not just holiness, it's also generosity, mm-hmm. it's also perseverance. I thought those Especially once I saw them, I was motivated because I was like, oh, yeah, like anybody could see why these are going to help me in life, and especially in high school and in college. So I thought that I learned a lot not only of the skills that related me to God, but just life skills through these virtues, which have helped me in high school. And in, at Canavan, I thought all those skills were just reinforced even more. Um, we talk about in the, in, the, um, in the Angel Way virtues, like perseverance and stuff to do with schoolwork. And, mm-hmm. and at Canavan, that's very 
also affected by your faith life in that we work as hard as we can because God has given us these abilities and that is something that we can do in the name of God is work hard. And I think that is one of the best qualities I've gotten used to going into college. And in looking at the angel way virtues, it, it's almost like the scout, scout's motto, you know, um, trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. This is self-discipline and generosity, responsibility, friendship, stewardship, courage, perseverance, honesty, loyalty, holiness, work, respect. These are just everyday basic Christian mm-hmm. values that we're taught as Catholic Christians to live out. Would you agree, Maggie? I would. And I would also, you know, just again say that it was really helpful to learn them at such a young age sure. and have them be reinforced on such a level because there's a big uh, poster board in the in the main hallway of St. Philip's School and every grading period there would be a big display about one of the virtues. So every day when you walked into school, you saw that there as it's a like huge the reminder. the theme of the week or the theme mm-hmm. of the day. Yeah. Exactly. And then I can see how you take that on to high school, mm-hmm. and then with a lot of peer pressure and things, uh, you're, you're changing from uh, a child into a young adult, your teenager years. You need that, that good groundwork for, for friendship and honesty and loyalty and work and respect. And then I can see how that could take on for college, mm-hmm. too, because you're, you take what you learn from grade school and high school, and then now moving on into college. It's kind of like you take that with you. So it's not just, oh, I'm done for my grade school years. I don't need that anymore. No, it carries on to your Mm -hmm. high school and then your college too. Now, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Angel Angel Way. Sister Jerry gives students uh, a little pin, and I would assume it's like a little angel pin. Mm -hmm. And do you pin that on your school uniform or your shirt? Yeah. Okay. And then so – Students are encouraged to wear this mm-hmm. pin every day. Yes. And then is it you get like bonus points or something? Sort of. If you, win, if you wear your pin? Uh, Sister Jerry will call students down. Sometimes it's all students. Sometimes it's in a certain grade. She'll call down students uh, who have like their angel random. pins on. Okay. Yes. And we go to the office. I wear mine every day. So you wear yours this every is, day. Even in eighth grade as the numbers dwindled, I still have mine on. And you. so you go down to the office and sometimes Sister Jerry would quiz us about what the virtue was. And all you had to do was, you know, say which one it was or give a basic definition. You got to pick, you know, a piece of candy and a holy a holy card or a little medallion or something, like a little holy treat. So you get a little bonus points mm-hmm. for wearing it. And you would never know when you'd be called no. to the office. Now, would this be daily, weekly, monthly? Usually or? maybe twice a month, twice a month? or okay. near the end of the grading period. Chucky, did you ever get called to the office for wearing um, your angel pin? I, I got to go down a couple times, but uh, only being there two years, I wasn't in the habit as much. <laughs> I, I, I missed out more times than I got it. Now, the question is, do you still have your pins? Yes. I meant to bring it today, and I completely forgot, uh, but it is at home. You still have it. So yes. You, Chucky, yeah, do you still I have do have my pin. Yep. Good. Well, that gives a little incentive to... Wear the pin with pride, but also when you put that on, it's kind of like a, a, a uniform, mm-hmm. so to speak. Like, I'm going to work. And right. This is what I need mm-hmm. to do. And uh, you're putting on your angel pin to give you that respect and the honesty and say, okay, I'm going to put some hard day's work in mm-hmm. and take that with you. And then for you to wear it every day from preschool to eighth grade, mm-hmm. like you, like not you said all it, kids would want to wear it, but you wanted to right. wear it, right? Like you said, it, become, it becomes part of the uniform. Mm-hmm. Now, did you get some grand prize special thing when you were graduating from St. Phillips because no. you wore your pin every day? You know how no. they get a perfect attendance <laughs> award or something? Well, I think that's a great program. It's a good incentive mm-hmm. to, to do that. And it, 
look, it still carries on with Oakland Catholic and Bishop Kahneman and yeah. now at uh, Boston University and hopefully to Case Western, right? Yeah, I think so. So you take what you learn and you learn it and grow. And then as they say, the angels are always with us too, right? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, uh, Chucky Rakowski and Maggie Lone, uh, we've learned a lot uh, in this first segment, and uh, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, I want to focus a little bit on the second half about St. Philip's School and, of course, the education program. So back with more Catholic Education Plus in a moment on KDKA Radio. And welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, Administrator of St. Bede Parish in Point Breeze. And with me, with me this morning is Chucky Rakowski and Maggie Leone, and we're focusing on St. Philip's School in Crafton. And uh, Maggie and Chucky are graduates of uh, St. Philip's there in Crafton. And Maggie, I want to talk a little bit about the mentoring program that St. Philip's School has, where the older students help the younger students. So it's like a, a buddy program, right. like a, a big sister, big brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, little sister, little brother. You want to focus on what the mentoring program uh, is and how that helped you Sure. So St. Philip's? There are two programs. One of them is called the Shepherds and Lambs program. So mm-hmm. that's when an eighth grade shepherd, an eighth grader, pairs up with a pre-K. Remember the pre-K? So about a 13-year-old and a four-year-old. Okay. Um, and then the other one is the Prayer Partner program. So that's seventh grade and first grade. And I remember both of these programs, and I also remember being on, you know, both ends of them. And as a first grader, having, you know, a seventh grade prayer partner, it was, it was just a really comforting feeling to have, you know, a friend that's an upperclassman. It was cool to see an older kid in the hallway and have someone to wave to or have someone know your name. <laughs> but it was also, you know, enriching faith-wise. I remember we made rosaries with our seventh grade prayer partners. I think I still have mine at home. Oh, wow. And it was just a really fun experience, and... The teachers would read, you know, each mystery of the rosary as we would make it. And then we got to pick what color beads we want. And we had our own little personal rosary that we made with our big kid friend, our prayer partner. And then I also remember being in seventh grade. You know, you get to just be paired up with a little kid that you don't know, you haven't known before. And just you get to be a mentor. And it's sort of the first opportunity to be a mentor, to be the person that they want to turn to. And it was a really cool experience as is the Shepherds and Lambs program. And that's a little bit different because, you know, those kids are four years old. They haven't really interacted with, or being in eighth grade, I guess it was sort of my first experience being with someone that young. Younger, right. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm an only child, so I don't have younger oh, siblings. Oh, you don't have younger siblings. No. So you became like a big sister mm-hmm. to somebody. And that yeah. was really cool. That must have been a neat, neat experience. Mm-hmm. And then, Chucky, you came in as a seventh and eighth grader. Were you also a mentor, yeah. even though you were just brand new to the school, too? Yeah. So that must have been kind of neat mm-hmm. to be having a little kid look up to you, so to speak. Yeah, it, it really was. Um, you know, I didn't, I wasn't, I'm not able to remember the, the younger end of that. Right. I never got to be with, paired up with a seventh and eighth grader. But um, no, I loved it. And it is impossible to explain how excited mm-hmm. all the kids in your class and your class get whenever it's a Shepherds and Lambs Day, wow. and you're going to be able to go see those pre-K kids because they're just hilarious, and it is hilarious to see seventh and eighth graders just get so serious about their their Shepherds and Lambs and their prayer partners. I've also thought that one of the things I like the most about these um, the mentorship programs is. You know, it is good for little kids to have to talk to an older kid, know some people around the school, have an older kid say hi to you. But I also thought it was really important for older kids to realize that we have to set examples for these little kids. Not just the days that I'm meeting with them, but there is 
even if I can't bring myself to just do it um, under God's eye, I can do it for these kids. Um, I need to set a good example for them, and if I want them to grow up with, with a chance at St. Philip and with a happy life, i got to try to sh- show an example for them. So you're teamed up with one student throughout the whole year, so you have that student Shepherds of Lamb program for the whole year then, the right. mentor program. Well, that's kind of neat. And then, uh, so you have this little youngster looking up to you, mm-hmm. and then, you, of course, you probably do fun activities with them, but you kind of are a good role model for them, right. too. So you're setting the foundation for them, and then hopefully they'll remember, hey, you know, I had Chucky as my big brother, uh, and Maggie was my big sister. It's just something that you have that friendship that will right. stay stay with you. Like, you remember the pre-K one, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then you, and being the only child, you had like a little sibling, right. so to speak, that you looked after. So that's kind of neat. Exactly. And Chucky, how did your time at St. Philip prepare you for Bishop Canavan? Yeah. And uh, what were some of the highlights uh, of your four years at Bishop Canavan? Sure. Um, I thought one of the biggest ways that St. Philip's prepared me is compared to my previous grade schools, St. Philip's had so many leadership opportunities, mm. even for seventh, and, for seventh grade students as well as eighth grade students. At my previous schools, I was really just an, one of the students in the crowd. But once I got to St. Philip, I could really take initiative. I was part of student government. And in high school, there has been a million um, ways to get involved with leadership in the school. So St. Philip's, I think, really prepares kids for that. At my, at my high school, a lot of the kids who got involved were St. Philip's kids because mm. of all the ways you can get involved at St. Philip's. Uh, so I think that's a really big way that it has influenced me. And then in high school, that has contributed to some of my biggest moments, being on student government, um, being involved and in being a senior on the robotics club and stuff, all the leadership opportunities I've gotten have really been some of my biggest moments at, at Canavan and one of the ones that I'll remember for the longest. So really St. Philip's prepared you for that, the leadership roles. Yeah. And it made a nice smooth transition mm-hmm. uh, to Bishop Canavan. And Maggie, you're a year ahead of Chucky and you just finished your first year at Boston University. Yes. What was that experience like going from Oakland Catholic to Boston U? It was definitely... A transition. Mm. It was definitely an adjustment. Um, but, you know, BU has plenty of things to get involved in. There's the Catholic Center on campus. Um, so there are, you know, like-minded people around. You just need to find them. Um, but it, it's a much bigger environment, you know, from St. Philip. You know, St. Philip was always, it was a bigger Catholic grade school, but it was, mm-hmm. you know, still small. You still knew everyone there. And Oakland Catholic was, you know, a step up from that. And BU was just another step up from that. So it was, it's a cool adjustment. It definitely, the fall semester was, I would say tougher than the spring because then, you know, you just sort of get in the swing of things, but, um, it was neat to have to adjust on my own and figure out, you know, my own path based on what I learned at St. Philip and Oakland. Now, Maggie, you hear a lot with a lot of college kids don't practice their Mm -hmm. faith or maybe not have the faith support with her parents was that did you see that when you were at college and how did you how did you like deal with your friend new friends and roommates and people living in your dorm and uh in your class how did you live out your faith with maybe not always the support that you had at Oakland Catholic or at St. Phillips right so I tried to go to church every week I did I did that to the best of my ability, whether Mm -hmm. I went by myself or with some friends. Um, There is the Catholic Center on campus, like I just said. There's a chapel on campus that's a non-denominational chapel, but they have several different services depending Mm -hmm. on the time. Um, But there's also a church about a mile away. It's uh, 
on Berkeley's campus, actually. Oh, wow. But it's a very beautiful church. So when the weather's nice, I would try to go there as often as possible. But if I couldn't make it there, I would just go to the chapel on campus. But they also offer, um, you know, confession services, specifically around Christmas and Easter times. Um, the Catholic Center has spaghetti suppers every Tuesday nights. And then they also have retreats as well. Spaghetti good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I think having that um, Catholic Center there kind of helped you stay rooted, right? Definitely. And Chucky, you'll be you'll be following uh, yeah. Maggie's footsteps. Uh, do you think you are prepared to go on your own, so to speak, but keep your Catholic roots? I, I definitely right. think so. And one of the biggest reasons for that is at St. Philip's and at Bishop Canavan, they talk about so much a practical faith life, a faith life mm-hmm. that you can weave into everything. That the angel in Angel Way is achieving natural goodness in everyday life, which I think. You know, when you go into college, you might not find friends immediately who you can go and pray with, go to Mass with. But if you can achieve the natural goodness in everyday life, and every day, not just on Sundays, that is one way you can keep the faith, no matter what's going on around you. And then you can still find, because I've been in the habit of it going to Mass, mm-hmm. I think the, uh, that habit will stick in college. And I, I remember my college days uh, going from St. Norbert's School to Carrick High School, was a transition to go into a city public high school and then going on to Clarion University uh, to study broadcasting and communications. It was a state university, so I didn't have any faith-based around. They did have a Newman Center there, mm-hmm. so that. But what I learned in my elementary school years really helped pave my way for high school and college. Plus, your families too. It right. starts mm-hmm. at home, and you don't have your mom and dad to say get up, to go to mass, but you go not because you have to go, but you want to go. But it starts from those formative years, and I think with your Catholic education at St. Philip's and then Bishop Canham and Oakland Catholic, keeps you well-rooted, and then going on to uh, public universities, then that way um, there is some Catholic Newman Center or support center there to help you keep grounded and stay rooted with your faith. Chucky Rakowski and Maggie Leone, thank you this morning for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. Back with more in a moment. This week in our Plus segment, we're featuring Catholic Kennywood Day, and that will be held on Monday, July 23rd. There will be 4 o'clock Mass, 8 p.m. There will be a Festival of Praise, and tickets are only $23. And, of course, that's your all-day pass at Kennywood. You have to get those cheese fries and uh, ice cream cones. Those are always my favorites. But it's just a wonderful day to celebrate the summer, celebrate Kennywood. They have some great new rides. I think there's a Thomas the Train uh, ride there and just to walk around. But it's Catholic Kennywood Day. Again, that is coming up in a couple weeks, Monday, July 23rd. And you can get uh, tickets by visiting pittsburghpriest.com by July 23rd. 13th to register. Catholic Kennywood Day, Monday, July 23rd at Kennywood. And there will be a 4 o'clock Mass, 8 p.m., a festival of praise, and it's only $23 for an admission ticket. So that's a great deal to spend the summer and spend time with uh, Catholic friends and also have Mass and a festival of praise. Monday, July 23rd, Catholic Kennywood Day at Kennywood. See you there. Thank you for listening to Catholic Education Plus, and thanks again to our supporters, including Sam and Judy Spanos and the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh. I'm Father Tom Burke. Join us again in two weeks at 6.30 right here on KDK Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.